Hello, welcome back to How to Rewrite Your Stars. I'm Benjamin Fincher with Starlight Mentoring. Today I'm joined by Tammy Benet. Is that how you say your name? Yeah, Tammy Benet. Sweet. Well, Tammy, if I can pull up the bio here, is a certified resumes writer and career coach. She helps high earners and high potential earners nail their value proposition to secure their next amazing job. With 15 years in the senior and executive leaders, she created her six-figure income job search success program. This program has helped over 200 leaders step into greater levels of power in high-level positions, doubling their pay. So with that kind of baseline, like go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself, Tammy. Yeah, awesome. So as you said, I've been working in the career career coaching space for about seven years. And I've worked with two of the largest outplacement services, which is an outplacement service, if you don't know, is a company when like Facebook and they need to um, lay off their whole uh, marketing department. So they call in someone, they call in an outplacement service and they call in a career coach to come in and coach these people who are looking for their next positions and hopefully place them in some somewhere uh, where they're just not like, oh my God, I lost my job. What am I going to do next? So it's just kind of a kind of a bridge program. Okay. Um, so I've worked with those those type of programs for the past seven, eight, nine years. Uh, also, I started my company uh, when I was unemployed myself, um, looking to protect, protect, perfect. Perfect my own resume. So I I was struggling when you when you're looking for a job you, the first thing they say is, hey, you need to go update a resume or go, go create a resume, right? So I was creating to, struggling to create the perfect resume. And, and out of that need kind of rose my my desire to help other people do that. Awesome. It, it, and that kind of reminds me of another friend that I have. The, he has a similar line of work where he helps people with their resumes and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I... Uh, all of a sudden after 15 years at the same job got laid off and then was told to go write a resume. And I'm just like, that's not the time of life. You want to go and tell, go, go back and review your accomplishments. You're not feeling accomplished. Right. <laughs> <At all. laughs> and so I remember when I read your story that it kind of sounded very similar. So um, maybe let's just dive right in there from where you came from, because I thought that was really super cool how you were able to change that around. So, yeah, so awesome. So I was married uh, for about 10 years. Um, I, I mentioned before the call that, you know, I have a 12 year old son uh-huh. and um, I was in a domestic violence situation, basically, and um, which uh, with a lot of financial manipulation and things like that. Um, so me and my son um, basically ended up in a domestic violence shelter. Um, and we were there for about two and a half years. So it's longer, a lot longer than you would think. Uh, it, it was a long time. Um, and it, it, when you, you just don't think transition takes that long, but transformation takes a while sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. um, so I, I, I did, I did land because you know parts of the requirements of the you know the program was to go you know kind of go out and get a job. So I, I landed some some jobs, but then I was like, okay, well now I have to support me and my son. 
Um, so I needed to land the job. <laughs> I needed right. to land the job that was going to get us out of the shelter. Nope. Um, and so not at McDonald's I, flipping burgers. Right. <laughs> 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 so I, you know, I've worked retail. I've I've done a lot of different things. Um, but what I the the job I ended up landing in, which which is so uh, ironic, is I was so frustrated with, with social services programs and, and things um, from my experience where I decided that I, I wanted to help other people who were kind of going through this process. So I became a social worker and then case manager and um, with no background in this at all. So it was definitely the resume writing. <laughs> well, no background except for experience. <laughs> experience that you know I didn't have a degree in social work uh, I had never done an in you know typically people do internships and things like that to kind of right. get that, that field and I had never done any of that again my you know my my background is in retail retail management uh things like that so I, I had just never have gotten into that field and one day when I was working um in that position one of my friends who is um she is a branding a digital brander for like pharmaceutical companies and things like that. Mm -hmm. And she had, she, you know, she was talking to me and she had applied to this really great job. And um, the person who she's, she's a great social, a uh, great networker. And so mm -hmm. she had applied for, for this job because she knew like the CEO of the company, cause she, she's really great at, at networking. Um, and then, so the CEO of, of the job got her, kind of got her resume and said, Oh, this is not in alignment at all. Like, like the conversations that I'm having with you, you're an awesome person, but I'm not seeing that on, in person at all. And I can't forward this to my HR department, basically, because uh, <laughs> they're not going to hire you. And so I was like, well, I know I've just spent the last three to six months, you know, developing my resume and, you know, find, you know, learning all the, the buzzwords, the keywords, the tricks, the tips and tricks on how, you know, how to write a really great resume. Let me take a stab at it. So I um, I wrote her resume and she, um, I redid her resume, started from scratch and sent it to her and she got hired in the job. Nice. Well, if you, if you know, if you know I'm friends and your, your life gets busy and, 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 and we just kind of like, you know, went on from there. So two months later, she comes into town cause she lives in San Francisco at the time I was in New York. And she took, we were, she's like, hi, come and meet at this restaurant. And we were, um, I got there, we were eating and she was ordering all this expensive stuff. And, and I, and she's like, oh, well, don't worry. You don't have to pay for yours because that job, you, you know, the resume you wrote, I got that job and I'm making like $170,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, casual, the job you got me. <laughs> bonuses plus this da, 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 da. so she and i was like well you don't even tell me you which is kind of like sometimes when you're a resume writer like i write people resumes and they just kind of go away and then six months later you're like oh i got an amazing job like hey why do you hello phone what do you tell me <laughs> <laughs> a simple message <laughs> right so but that just kind of that kind of kick-started my career and uh, I started writing other people's resumes, of course, you know, friends and family, charging them $25, $30, whatever I could. To, and, uh, and, and, and after a while, um, I had wrote, written like 
a hundred resumes in like three months of just like friends and referrals and things like that. And so nine months after I, I took this case manager job that I hated because, you know, case management is all about the numbers. If you don't know, you know, processing the most people in the fastest amount of time. (laughs) I was able to walk away from that job and support my son and move out of the shelter. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think that beautifully highlights one of the areas that for a lot of people is super hard to be able to rewrite their stars as the title of the podcast is, is um, a lot of the people I've talked to, they've had their own journey and their own struggle, but from my perspective, there's few things as hard as coming out of a place that low emotionally and mentally and uh, I don't say that to try and be demeaning. No, I'm just trying to talk reality here where it's like, oh yeah, I now have been in the situation where I was being domestically abused. And so I'm feeling low self-worth from that. And oh, I can't even support my son who I love. And I'm feeling low from that. And I can't even like have my own, even like, rinky dink apartment i'm feeling low from that i have to be at the shelter and just all these things that create this vicious downward cycle and then to be able to break out of that and come out on top to where you're now doing something beyond what most americans are doing so just to 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 call it out how i see it it's just like wow that is a turnaround story (laughs) like an underdog story where i'm just like wow and and that's cool thank you for that yeah and so i think when we are all in that kind of dark night of the soul as they call it uh that that low point where it's hard to it's hard to grasp the clarity um because I, I told I just told you, you know, it took me two and a half years to get out of the shelter. And even today, simple things like, you know, having getting a bank account or getting things that it's like, why did it take me that long? But it took me that long because it took that long. But it's, it's just when you are in that space, it just seems like, you know, you're all the things that you're concerned about are like survival things. So you can't mm-hmm. even see, it's hard to see beyond the survival things to get to to do things that are just everyday normal things that people just do like without thinking about and just second nature. And so it, it takes a moment to come out of that, that, that survival instinct and kind of step outside yourself because it's almost, it's almost impossible to do it because you're literally thinking about well, how am I going to get this? How, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going? How am I going to? Um, how am I going to eat this month? Like things like that. And so it's 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 like it's it's just a really difficult space to navigate. And I I still have to give myself like a lot of grace about it because it's like, what were you like? Why can you just do this? <laughs> Why right. did it take that long? <laughs> you're just looking at it and you're just like any other person and then you have to remind yourself i was 
not where any other person was. Right, 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 right. Because it's like, yeah, why did it take so long for this to click? Basically? Why did it take this, this long in my business for me just to figure out simple stuff? Like, it, it was just very simple stuff um, that I, I like couldn't do. charging people what you're actually worth. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did it take me so long? It's like, oh, yeah, that's because that's where I was at. Right. And honoring that space, right? I, mm-hmm. I was just there and it was a part of my journey. And I honor that space. And I I um I honor that part of my life. And it it, it was it was a sucky part, but I got a kind of a cool story out of it, right? And I had I have something to share and communicate with people that I wouldn't have un- otherwise um had. You know, I was on a clubhouse call the other day and I never and you're the second person that I've talked to this about like really talk about the you know the the domestic violence situation I just don't really talk about because you know I'm professional and you know (laughs) right I work with really serious people and you know so uh I was you know we're sharing in this clubhouse uh chat and, and you know there were a couple of people who experienced like uh, some type of domestic violence in the room, and I you know just kind of sharing my experience and things like that. And I was like, oh, like I this has happened to other people, you know. So it, it's it's a it's safe to speak about it, especially on the other side of it. But it, it's safe to speak about, and I don't have to be like I don't have to hide that aspect or that part of my story. Yeah. And that's a a really great space to be able to come to because like I've got people in my life. I know that they're still not really comfortable sharing that aspect of themselves towards just like, because a lot of it, especially if you end up with like a narcissist or a gaslighter or someone like that, they warp your brain to where you just think that you're the problem. And I don't know what your particular situation was and don't want to dive there if you don't want to right, but right. just to bring that aspect into the conversation of it can really really affect your self-worth to where you don't even think you're worth bringing it up because if you do then that tells everyone else that you're worthless right 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 and it's and you feel like you don't want to tell other people that you made bad decisions <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> like, what were you thinking when you got, you didn't see the red flags? You didn't see, like, what were you thinking when you committed to this person? Um, and it's just, it, it, it's kind of a bit of a, sh- like, I chose that person, you know, to, to spend my mm-hmm. life with. And, you know, what, how, what kind of naivete, naivete ha- do I have? Like, am I just, like, completely stupid? <laughs> right. And that's it. So the people I know is like, uh, when I've talked to them, they've just been like, yeah, I was having those gut feelings. It just like, don't do it. And I was just like, no, nah, but they're really nice. And, and or you think you can change them, right? Or you think you can, because they have so many, other, so no one's like a total piece of mess, right? And, you right. Know, everyone has great qualities about them. And you see those great qualities and you just, you kind of project those great qualities on all of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. You know, he made me a good, you know, you know, my husband, you know, he made he had he made six figures. He he was a great salesperson. He was a great, great communicator. He, he had lots of friends. Um, so it, it's like there's so many good aspects, 
So, you know, I just wanted to apply that across the board to like personality and all that other stuff. Right. It's like, well, if they're this way, then that that should mean like they're like actually like this. It, it is interesting. Like I just got married about five months ago. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. For me, it's really interesting to notice how my own attitude has changed from dating to now being married. And I'm just like, I still love my wife, but wow, do I act differently now? Like, what is different with me? Like, what? <laughs> and like, not in a bad way, but just like, when you're dating, you like want to spend 24 seven with each other. And then you get married and you are literally spending 24 seven with each other. You're like, Oh, now I need to find alone time. <laughs> Cause I, I at least like got to go to my own house and sleep. And now I sleep with my spouse, which is great, but I don't have alone time for eight hours of the night anymore. <laughs> Right. See, that's what's just kind of navigating that new space that you're in and it's still really new. How do you, how do I, how do I be with someone and have my separate time? <laughs> right. And have right. My yeah. yeah. And, and for me, it's absolutely worth going on this journey, but it's kind of plays into that not knowing beforehand. Right. Where right. it's just like, okay, you, when does the facade completely come down and what was the facade how big was it was it like half their personality or was it okay yeah they were a little bit more careful here and now they're not a little bit more careful they're like and (laughs) the the one that comes to mind is like the toilet seat (laughs) Which like one of those super random ones, but if you're talking marriage, it kind of inevitably comes up at some point. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's like just small little things like that. Like, was it just a little bit more care there, or was that actually how they were? Or yeah, yeah. and all these things that you don't know as you're dating because you're both trying to be your best while both trying right. to both be your most authentic self. Right, right, right. And, and, and even, um, I think even with, with the clients that I work with, they're, they're not, when they're leaving these companies, they kind of had this identity, right? They, they had to have this persona per se, um, uh, kind of wake up every day and play this character <laughs> hey. that was, you know, fitting for the company culture, that was fitting for, um, for their role. And so now when they're either when they're in between jobs or when they are looking for their next role, it's like, well, who do I want to be now? Or am I, who am I, who is my authentic self? And um, because I don't really even know now, because I've been this persona for 15, 20 years. So now I get to play with that. And, and I think even in, 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 in marriage and relationships is, is kind of saying, hey, I've been this person um and i want and i want to kind of be my more of my authentic self but i don't want to scare my partner away either. right <laughs> so that's a fine line 
right? <laughs> well, well, and um, there was a episode earlier that's already published where I talked with this gal. Uh, for those listening, this is episode 2.4, if I remember right, with Diane Hatke. She and her uh, spouse, they ended up at a place where they were just like, okay, hey, we don't want a divorce, but we need to change something. Mm-hmm. And um, after they did this particular change that she shares in her story, they were able to come together afterwards and be like, okay, I've developed more of my own routine and you've developed more of your own routine and we need to come together now and honor both of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's got a crazy story and I really like the conversation we had with her too, awesome. where it was that honor and respect for each other and i like how you're bringing that up with um business that we can just get so engrossed in the type of persona that we need to portray right, the types right, of masks right. we need to wear different workplaces and just be like oh yeah i'm this because if i wasn't that then i get fired or right. people wouldn't like me or xyz whatever Right. So there's there's kind of the business persona and the, then there's you. Right. And then and then, uh, you know, there there's always this saying that you know, sometimes when we show up in relationships, we, you know, we, we bring our representatives. Sometimes. <laughs> so this, this, this is the person I want you to see. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Get to know this person because you'll like her. <laughs> You get to know me. I don't know. <laughs> right. And some of that comes down to if we like ourselves or not. Right. 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 Because they're we, like, well, I don't like myself. So you obviously won't. <laughs> so I need to be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and that's, uh, and, and I think that some of that is, it's having that kind of introspective uh, process of, huh, who am I really? Who am, who really am I? Having that awareness around it, um, being able to communicate it authentically and don't care who doesn't like it, you know? Because right. <laughs> they're mean, not your person, right? And even for those of us that like, are have been on this journey for a while of like owning ourselves it can still sting when people don't like us we're just like but i'm super awesome and i'm not being egotistical either <laughs> like why don't you like me i'm likable <laughs> you're just not your person and it's okay right. you know the, it takes so many people to make the world go around right it's so many different personality types so many different type of people um, and I, yeah, I know you run and run into, especially, you know, doing interviewing people, all different types of po- podcasts. Now, oh, all yeah. of you, you know, <laughs> but from Australia to India to England, yeah. And that's the cool thing is like, uh, when we're being our authentic selves, uh, like, uh, um, you found me through that post I made in that podcasting group the people that liked the authenticity I had there in that post, they're just like, yeah, I want to be authentic. Let's do this. Where if I would have been some other kind of me, like I would not be having as deep and meaningful conversations as I've been having. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's awesome. And 
it's one of those perpetual pursuits in life we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just becoming our most authentic selves, owning it truly, and being able to portray it to others in an authentic and vulnerable way, yet still having discretion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there, you don't want to share every aspect of yourself, especially when you first meet someone, right? Right, it was like, <laughs> hello, I'm applying for the job. I have skeletons in the closet. <laughs> right. Hire me. Yeah, I was... Um, in this like Facebook group and one of the you know, people were saying hey don't you know th- people are bringing like all their trauma on these first dates right like, <laughs> they, like hi I'm Sally and you know tell you everything about you know what their dad did and what their mom and just really just like lay out all these traumas because it, when you're when you're on a date you kind of feel like you're in a safe space right because you have people are obligated to kind of listen to you <laughs> right <laughs> because then, and you're like, it's not a job interview. I don't have to be as formal. Like, I'm making a connection. <laughs> I'm connecting with people, right, by sharing all my trauma from like age five. And we're so the the, per, the purpose of the post is like, don't do that, right? <laughs> ladies, don't right. do that. Because <laughs> you know, some women tend to do that a little bit more. Than <laughs> yeah, and to talk about that a little bit more is like. It, definitely don't hold that back until after marriage either right right, but right. that's not first date material either <laughs> <laughs> it's like put it somewhere in between the two right use as, as you said use some discretion and use some discernment of when it's when when you feel that it's okay to share and then be um just know that that Again, if that's your person, they they'll be able to support you and guide you through through those converse those tough conversations. Um, but those tough conversations definitely don't need to happen on your first date, right? Right, and like for me and my wife, like we went on like the first week we met each other, there were two of the seven days we didn't see each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then kind of ironically 10 days after we first met i left on a three-week trip to go visit peru yeah. and i told her because we made it official i'm like hey full disclaimer as we're, as we're making this official full disclaimer i will literally not be physically present here for three weeks understand this okay right yeah yeah <laughs> and she was still like okay yeah let's make it official I'm like what this is awesome. <laughs> not anything like I've ever experienced before. Cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And it wasn't even that first week, I think, where I was like bringing out skeletons in the closet. But right. it was some point later where I was like, okay, yeah, we're building a meaningful relationship. We want mm-hmm. to actually get to know each other on a more deeper level. And that includes those skeletons. Right. And, and obviously, like, it, you can clean them out. And maybe it's just the... Um, memorial at some point where it's just like this skeleton was here and it's not like in the closet anymore right but it's still yeah like this is part of my story and i want you to understand this because if this is going where i think this is going we're going to have an intimate relationship for life and 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 just having those people where you can have like you said those meaningful relationships in your life so important so important um 
if I, you know, had, hadn't had that friend that I, you know, wrote the resume for, and then she encouraged me, it's like, hey, I think you're really good at this, you know, you should probably go for it. Um, then I wouldn't have been in the, in, in this, in this space. Um, and right. so just having those really, um, those really meaningful relationships, the support systems. Um, and if you have the support system, then maybe you don't have to blob everything out on the first day. <laughs> but if you have you know, <laughs> really, really great support systems and, and, and people in your life who are going to be kind of your cheerleaders um, and help you move past some of the that really sticky stuff and that really kind of traumatic stuff is it's just so key. And so, yeah, I'm glad you were able to find that partner uh, where you can have those meaning relationships and start to share and share those stories because some, there's a lot of healing in just talking about it and that's oh, what people yeah. and that's why people talk about it right <laughs> but it, it's that knowing when to share and knowing when to to listen <laughs> and, um, and, and, um, and, and sometimes when you're sharing, oversharing, you're not listening. And that's when you miss those, a lot of those red flags that we talked about in relationships earlier, right. uh, because we're not properly vetting the person because we're not even, you know, we're not even listening to them. We just want to get, you know, we're, we were like, hey, I have a sounding board. Let me just talk all about me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> about all these you know all the wonderful things I'm doing um but listening and and kind of hearing what the other person is saying is is so important as well yeah and if you want practice be having to listen and talk and if you want to have practice vetting someone start a podcast and interview people And like I'm laughing about it, but I'm 100% serious. Like I have to make sure that I'm not stealing the conversation, and I also mm -hmm. have to make sure that I'm letting myself be heard as well because it's my podcast. Right, right. And I don't accept everyone that wants to be a guest because not everyone fits the criteria for the show, and that's mm -hmm. okay. Same thing for our lives. Not everyone fits being in our lives and that's okay. They fit being someone else's life. Yeah, it's totally true. And, and like I said, sometimes people just aren't your person, but then when you've taken the time to have, uh, to listen, <laughs> mm -hmm. and, um, then you kind of, you kind of figure that out a little bit faster. Right. Uh, and so, like I said, I, you know, I've, I've had instances where I kind of beat myself and like, why wasn't I listening to that? Or was I, you know, kind of just hearing what I wanted to hear? <laughs> or, yeah. Why, why didn't I, why didn't I see that or notice that? And that's, that's taking that time to kind of take things in, um, and not just, Hey, when is it my turn to talk, or when when can I share, or when can I do things? You know, uh, so it, it, it's 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 really having that two way, and like you said, meaningful relationships or meaningful connections where people, both people, are coming away with value, and both people are getting value. Yeah. I think it's interesting that we've kind of gone more along the route of, or the route of like dating and relationships instead of like <laughs> resume writing. It's always interesting where the conversation goes, but to kind of tie it back to resumes, I'd say like, what is a resume except for a hello? How, this is me. How are you doing? 
it, right? And, and that's the thing. I think, you know, there's just this saying is how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. It's it, the way you look at your career and approach your career is the same thing is the way you kind of approach relationships. It's, you know, everything is about people. And I, and I always tell people when, when they're thinking about a new career is don't think about, well, oh, I got to go write my resume. You want to think about the people in the companies that you really want to connect to. Um, what are they doing in the world? Uh, do they have a philanthropic endeavor that they're doing that you connect with? You're going to work for people. Who, who, who's going to be your direct boss, right? Who's going to be the person that you report to? Are you going to be able to get along with them? Do they have a leadership style that will work for you? Will Do, do they value development and, and investing in their people or do they just expect you to you know go learn everything and bring all the value to them right and so yeah. it, it, it's really about people and connection and so I, I even you know though we're talking about relationships it always is about it always goes goes back to people right and yeah. connecting with people and having those connections again if my friend wouldn't have met this guy I think she met the CEO of this company on, on on an airplane and if she hadn't connected and had this open conversation with them about what she does then she wouldn't have been able to send that resume and grab and land that amazing job because it, it you know it's always if you don't connect with people you're going to do you're going to have a tough time in the job search market so what I know I hear all the time I've applied to 150 jobs and no one's called me back or three people's called me back and it hasn't worked. And I'm like, why are you applying to 150 jobs? You couldn't think that 150 jobs is your job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unless you plan on being a manual laborer for your whole life. And even then there's different company structures. And it's like, I'm hearing a clarity issue there when I hear people say I've applied to 150 jobs or 100 jobs, because um, you just aren't clear. And in taking that that time to really know, you know, do I want to work for a, a Fortune 500 company? Do I work for a Fortune 100 company? Do I want to work for a nonprofit? Do I want to work for... Um, a company in 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 a certain industry and when when you know those things then you can kind of steer your job search in that way and then connect to the people don't you know don't forget about the people because they're you know the it's people that have the decision to hire you even in this ai world (laughs) even in in this ai world we all know if you apply for a job now you upload your resume into a system and the system's gonna grade it, and the system's gonna rank it, and if you don't get high, ranked high enough, no one's gonna call you. And I think that's kind of the the um, the uh, the job of the modern resume writer or or of my position is to help you help bridge that gap where people will actually call you. It's right. um, uh, you know getting you know having the keywords, having the buzzwords, having the industry words, having your accomplishments. In, in a way that connects with the with with both the human and the um the AI because AI is getting more sophisticated every day, right? Everything yeah. is based on algorithms, and even job searching is based on algorithms. So when you apply to when you upload a resume to a, to a, a company site, 
the um, the resume, it, the AI gives the resume a score, um, but it also gives you a score based on how you use that information. It used to just be if you can just slam your, you know, slam a bunch of words on a on a piece of paper, then I'm like, okay, well, she has all the words from the job description. It's a match. But now they're saying, well, it how how is how are they using that information on the resume? And yeah, and so, a bunch of hashtags at the bottom of the resume, or <laughs> is it actually this person is this in this way? Right, 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 right. It, you know, there, you know, there's this kind of skill section on, on everyone's resume. People like to dump it there. <laughs> yeah, like, this and this and this, and I actually have no idea how this applies to anything, but I can put adjectives here and it works. Right. <laughs> and so it, it, it's like you talked about it earlier. It's the accomplishments. How do you weave those key words into what you have already done, right? And knowing what you've already done, being able to, to articulate that. I use the SOAR method, um, I, you know, and most people, you've probably heard of called STAR, CAR, SAR, you know, what, you know, what was the situation? What was the, uh, what action did you take? What was the opportunity and what was the result? Um, and so main, uh, making sure that my clients know not only how to do that from a resume standpoint, but how do you do that in an interview as well, where you're talking about yourself in a way that isn't blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> this is what was going on at the job. This is the actions I took. These, these were some of the opportunities or the challenges. And here's the results. Um, and then the person who's like drinking their Starbucks and thinking about what they're having for lunch is now waking up and saying, oh, you've done something interesting in this job. Right, like, oh, you actually know how to interview and it actually sounds like you've done something. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and what people have to consider is, I think in everyone with the job title of um, uh, just do something basic like administrative assistant. They all kind of do the same things, right? They they you know they they may type up men memos or correspondence, answer phones, um, may man the front desk. Uh, what you know so, you know it's kind of some of those duties. But what did you bring to the to to that position that makes you different? Again, talking about that authentic self, right? What was that authentic thing about you, your superpower? I call that, you know, value proposition. When we talked, when we kind of introduced me earlier, what's the value that you bring that's different in the, that the marketplace needs and that yeah. the, the, um, that the employer knows that they need. <laughs> uh, and then and if, you, if they don't know, then you, you've kind of communicated that to them and say, hey, you need this. Um, but they, 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 def they definitely have to um, know or you have to communicate that I need this and, then, and that I have this. And so this is kind of a, per a perfect marriage, right? A perfect marriage of I need, you have, and it all just kind of works together. Yeah, and I love how you said marriage there because it kind of brings dating back into it. It's like, it's all people. It's all people. Right? If you're dating to get into a marriage relationship or if you're quote unquote dating to get into a job. Right, people who work in corporate or in any type of job really, 
you spend more time there than you actually spend with your actual family. So yeah. <laughs> you might want to check out the people who you're going to be working with and working for. <laughs> well, well, and a question I've got there that came up for me sometime recently is, is it reasonable for a person to assume that the paycheck is not going to be the only benefit? Right. I, I think that it is. Um, so because I had someone tell me recently that like I, I was talking with them I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to go get a job because I never feel appreciated. And they're like, the paycheck is the appreciation you get. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel <laughs> like that's 100 percent accurate. <laughs> right. You want you, you want to. Uh, you know, in the business world, you know, they're always talking about, you know, trading do dollars for value. You don't, you don't, you don't want to kind of get stuck in just like this, this like very transactional thing where I'm bringing all this value to this company and, and they give me a check at the end of the month and I, you know, I don't starve and I live a live a, uh, okay life. Right. <laughs> I get to go on vacation with my kids, but I just dump all of this there and then no one even cares and no one notices. And, and if they do care and if they do notice, it's uh, they're telling me ways on how I can improve and bring more value. <laughs> yeah, it's like I love what you're doing already. How can we get more? <laughs> when you want to work for a company first that you that you love, and that you can you you can, and it's not and not necessarily in a like oh, this is a sexy company, but or but you actually authentically, maybe your customer, um, maybe you, you just know something about that company or, you know, I always tell people, you know, it, you know, the Wall Street Journal stuff is really boring, but even LinkedIn where you're finding, where you're finding people like, who's the, who's the CEO of this company? What's he's about? What's he up to? What does he, you know, what does he believe in? Um, who, who are some of the, the C-level people? Because people always complain about, Oh, th these directives coming from the top—they're—they're they're horrible, right? Right. <laughs> and so, well, who, so knowing who those people are—that—that's uh, that's kind of one thing. And then again, I, I mentioned—you know—knowing who the person you would, you would actually report to, and knowing that they're just not crazy, <laughs> right? Well, and that brings up a quote that I, I don't remember it exactly, so I'll just paraphrase it as best I can, where it's like, uh, the higher up in the organization or the higher up in authority of in an organization of value, the better quality of person you're going to find. And so basically, like, sure, maybe, you're, maybe like the baseline employees are kind of eh, but like if you get up to the managers of the regionals, they're like, oh yeah, like this is a quality person. And you get up to the CEO and it's like, heck, I want to be their friend. Right, right. Uh, like I want to have, go have a beer with him after work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and, and so a lot of the work that I used to do, and I still do some of it, I have a client now, is if people actually just going from like an ind individual contributor or middle level management to the next level in their career, um and I I always get excited about their work because they're they're you they usually are like I'm really ready to go to the next income level I'm ready to go to the next uh, level in my job um and they're usually really excited and there's just really a lot of energy around those clients so I, I know I always enjoy working with them but right. it, it's it's kind of the the um like you said the higher up you go the the better you can have relate the better relationships you are but then also 
that that's kind of where like I, like some of the, of the career coaching work comes in, comes in. Well, how can you communicate yourself in a way where you you're you're landing the highest level that you can in this moment, right? Is right. you like, you may not be able to go in and, and get get a C level job or whatever, but what's the highest level that you can get in this moment? And I always say, you know, that that dreaded interview question about where do you see yourself in five years, right? I always go there with my clients, like what not only what's your next role, but what's the next role after that. Because then we're going to reverse engineer really and find and get you to that role because that's the role you really want. It's just you just haven't navigated and figured out how to get there. Um, so so yeah, it, it and you want to do that when we're talking about benefits. You know, you know, you know, what's the benefit package? Is that you know companies are having longer vacation time. Uh, better work-life balance, better remote work, especially post-COVID, uh, remote uh, blending of remote work and in and, and person work, or just remote work at all. Um, I, I have friends who are like, I hope they make, make this position remote permanently. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to go back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, um, but they enjoy their job, so it's 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 not like the, and their coworkers. It's just like, hey, I, I just kind of like hanging out at home. But um, but yeah, so, so you know, knowing what the benefit packages, knowing you know whether you have vacation time, uh, is there a type of work life balance? Is there uh, programs or services that will will give that gives you kind of either leisure time or go volunteer or go do other things, and that still counts for your day. Um, do the people is there a culture of of recognizing employees and is it just isn't it is it beyond just hey you know you get a plaque or you get a, a this or you get a that is it a, a, a really just like recognizing and celebrating employee wins um yeah a lot of companies um and, and you, you know you're not you've probably heard they're going theoretically they're saying they're going to more flat um, um, ecosystems where uh, it's not, it's less hierarchical, you know, and they, they're bringing in like these agile people who are project manager people who are leading teams of people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that sometimes is, is uh, really a lot more interesting than working in a silo position where you're kind of just off by yourself and, and there isn't that reward or that isn't that, our team just knocked that out the park, right? There isn't that, that sense of that because you're just kind of like, oh, I'm just sitting here kind of doing my job and not really knowing it, it, you know, how if the company even cares, right? Yeah, playing a team game where right. it's like, okay, you're playing soccer and it's not one player won the game, it's the team won the game. Right, right. So that's another thing to consider. How far along is this company... Um, in that game of where they are moving to that more project management team-based, agile-based um, um, projects than just, I'm doing my job, he's doing my job, they're doing their job. We're all kind of siloed. No one's in really interacting other than like email and things like that right. um, and those stupid meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meetings that nobody wants to go to that nothing actually happens in. <laughs> <laughs> so, but 
coming together and working on, on teams and projects. I work with a lot of people in the consulting business and uh, you know, in management consulting, and, and they really enjoy those, that kind of project-based stuff. Um, and then, so when you're considering, if, if you're ever considering possibly going into the job market, um, I would, you know, are you a person who really thrives with teams or are you a person that, hey, I want to go shut my door sh or go in my cubicle and no one talks to me right now? Yeah. It was like for me growing up, didn't really know what I wanted to do. But one of the three things I knew I wanted was to not work a cubicle job. Because <laughs> I remember I went to take a kid to work day with my dad and I'm just like, this is zero human interaction and it looks terrible. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and if it is cubicles uh, uh you know the 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 customer not customer the case management job that i had we had cubicles but we weren't we weren't allowed to like you said we weren't allowed that, that was like kind of like the the you need this to be in your cubicle right, at all times yeah. and we knew when someone like would go out and talk to the person down the hall they were kind of like why aren't you in your cubicle <laughs> They're like, hey, we don't even allow water cooler talk. You have to bring your own water bottle. It's been 10 minutes. You've been standing here. You might want to go back to your cubicle and look busy, right? Even if there's nothing to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, coming in at the highest level in a company that you can possibly come into, and that people aspect of getting to know people is going to be your best way to get there. It's the best way to change jobs and change careers. If you're in one job and you're going to the next, you're going to a completely different field, you got to connect with people. It's sending a resume is not going to do it because you don't have, the, you don't have the experience in that position. Right. right. Um, and so um, if. Well, it's like an example on that. Um, I applied to work at a local grocery store year and a half two years ago something like that it, it was around november time or october time either 2018 or 19 or something like that nine months later i got the email saying my application was not accepted <laughs> <laughs> i'm like good thing i wasn't holding out for that right right and, and so that's probably the, the ai cleaning out the system right <laughs> right and, and the funny thing is is i am certain with this company if i'd gone in and talked to a manager and said hey i want a job here and like giving them a physical application or resume that it would have been at least twice as likely if not how many more times likely to be able to just right. get hired right then and therefore just having the audacity to say yeah let's do this right 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 it, it, it's um because i did their whole online form thing and it was oh my gosh oh, that, no. that was the weirdest form i've ever filled out Right. And, and, you know, you always hear people say, hey, they upload their resume and then it's like, now complete this 50 page application. Right. <laughs> it, it was something like that where it's just like, it's like, what? And personality tests. And you're like, wait, I'm just applying to like a retail job. Like, why do you want? It's like, I plan on stocking shelves. <laughs> like not like that's where I planned my life path, but it was just something that was like, okay, let's try options. Yeah, and, and I love the, the way that you're coming at this because it's so different from how I've ever thought about jobs up until recently. Mm -hmm. And for those of you looking for jobs or looking for an upgrade in your job, rewind five minutes into 
when Tammy started spouting off all these questions, write those questions down, take a day, a week, uh, figure out the answers to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Even if it takes mm-hmm. you a month, it'd be right. worth it. Yeah. It, it, it takes as long as it takes. Like we were kind of talking about how long I was I, I was in the shelter. It takes as long as it takes. And, you know, we will always want to rush through things and like get there fast. You know, we're in that culture where you got to get there fast. I got to know what I, I got to know tomorrow what type of job I want, how much money I want. You know, I got to yeah. know that. And we're like, quick, because I got to get this resume done and like send it off right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if I don't get it in quick enough, then somebody else is going to get the job. It's like, no, 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 no. And it, you know, somebody else does get the job. That wasn't your job, right? Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I was just about to say. It's like, maybe someone else got the job, but right. it's not your position. Right. Your job, right. not your job. <laughs> taking that opportunity to get clear, you know, to really get clear on what your next steps are. Um, and then if I, I always tell people, you know, people are like, oh my God, I lost my job. And I was like, awesome. You get, it's, you get to play now. Like you really get to play about, you know, what if I go do this? Or what if I go do that? Or what if I change fields or industries and research things? And, you know, LinkedIn is a wealth of information you can just start typing in different companies and you get you know basically get everyone who works in the company you get a a direct line to all of them and so i always uh tell people you know a coffee dates and uh informational interviews are dead i think this is really the time to be having them where you're just that where you're saying hey i I, know i've read your linkedin or especially if if you're targeting those high level people maybe i read your book on this or i read this an article on you and I just would like to, you know, spend five minutes uh, of your time tell, you know, telling, you know, asking you questions about what you do, because I really find it interesting. I'm thinking about going into this field. Um, and, and you can and you can do that and you can ha- you can do that. You can interview a bunch of people and, and especially a, a with the technology and the expectation today is don't meet in person. It's like, OK, let's get on a 15 minute Zoom call. Right. Don't, you know, five minute Zoom call. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to know more about, you know, what you, and people like talking about themselves, right? (laughs) We were talking about that earlier. (laughs) Hone in on the listening in that aspect. (laughs) Right. So get people on the, if you are in between jobs, get a bunch of different people from a bunch of different areas, unless you just know, like you, if it's a, you're making a very lateral move, uh, like a lot of, you know, the seniors that senior leaders that I work with, I I'm a CFO and my next job, I'm going to be a CFO. And, you know, and and I know eight, eight of my friends who already kind of are, are in companies and I know exactly what companies I want to target. That, that, that doesn't happen with the average person, right? They, they, most people lose their job and they're like, huh, I think I really kind of hated my job anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay, how many times do we hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Or I liked it. It was okay, but there was no room for growth. Or I liked it. So it's it's like, now you get to play. Now you get to play. You play like Inspector Gadget. Like you get to go and research things and companies and read articles about companies and um go figure out like who's leading who's leading the ship and if you want to get on that ship or not yeah and to give an example on the other end of what i just gave an example there was a time i was working up at scout camp back in 2015 i was working Mm -hmm. as one of the youth counselors and there we like had the opportunity to be a troop buddy where we'd go and like 
as staff, each staff would be assigned a different troop that was up there that week. And we'd go be their buddy for the week and make sure that they had everything they needed and that they knew where to go and yada, yada, yada. Well, I just happened to get assigned one week to this troop that one of the scoutmasters was the CEO of his own retail company. And I didn't know who the heck he was, but mm-hmm. I just did my job and went above and beyond because I loved helping and was just like, okay, yeah, let's like make sure you guys know where you go and this, that, and the other, and just really excelled at that because I was doing that already. And then this guy's like, Hey, like, and, um, the, the particular company he s- sold uh, clothing for missionaries mm-hmm. and where I'm in Utah, that's a uh, big thing. Cause most of us over here are members of the church of Jesus Christ of the Irish saints. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, like, do you happen to be planning on going on a mission, being a missionary? I'm like, Hey, he's like, Hey, stop by my store and I'll give you the friends and family discount. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I came back after I got done with the mission, was looking for a job, saw this position. I'm just like, yeah, that was a nice guy. Let's do this. And I already had that human relationship. I barely had to even apply. Right. Right. And, and I think that's another point where, you know, people don't start with their, their network. And when I say network, it just doesn't mean just the people that you are, uh, that are in, in your circle, but who are, who are people who, who attend your church of, of faith? You know, who are the people yeah. who went to your, your college or university? Who are the people who, um, who maybe um, from your small town and they rose to success and now, you know, are, are, are doing things like, what are those, con- those, those connection points, uh, you know, the, those six degrees of separation that separates you from that person and um, and using that as a point when, when you're reaching out to people, whether it's LinkedIn or um, in person, just say, hey, you know, I, you know, I, I both noticed that we're from this small town in Utah and I, you know, love to get to know you and, and talk to you more about, you know, what you do for work. Exactly. And going back to that point of talking to people in your faith, the first job I ever had, besides just odd jobs, but it was the first like W2 job I ever had. People in the congregation I go to, they owned the place. And sure, they just lived down the street and around the corner, but I knew them because I went to church. Mm-hmm. And then later, I knew this other lady and went and helped her with a project at her house. And she was like, hey, my brother does this type of work. And if you're looking for work, like I can talk to him and see about hooking you two guys up to work together and got a job there. And it was just like, okay, cool. Like, kind of interesting looking at it, how many jobs I've had have been from human connection instead of resume right, right. And we, we, you know, we, we pride ourselves as individuals, but we're community people. Like we like to... We, we like to we, we like to give opportunities to people in our community because <laughs> yeah. we, we, we know them we have some type of, of, of resonance with them and what they're doing and we we know if, if, if according you know with the faith with, with faith-based institutions or organizations or churches or whatever like we, we at least have some type of common ground of, of, of moral values or how right. we see the world the world inside or things like that. And so I will, I want to connect with people like that. And I want people working for my company who, who have the same kind of values that, that I have. And, and, and it's, um, you know, it, it can, it can be biased sometimes, but sometimes, but it's, that's, um, that's just kind of the reality of the, situ- of the situation is, is 
then then you just kind of say, well, I need to I need to make more connections. I need to you know make make my world bigger because sometimes we make our world really small because we yeah. just like like. <laughs> but make my world bigger explore more interests that i have explore more things um meet more people and make our world bigger and make those connections yeah it's not like we're talking discrimination here of like based off your religion is why i hired you it's like no like you know each other or you share something because xyz you live in the same neighborhood you share the same faith or you went to the same high school or whatever it's like, oh yeah. yeah, I remember you from Mrs. Jones' class. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that <laughs> human connection. It's and 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 in the business world again, you know, people focus so so much on a lot of different things, but we, you know, people always stress, like especially my mentors always stress that you sell you selling to people, and if, if people don't have the buy-in, if they don't believe in you, if they don't have some type of resonance with you, they're not gonna buy from you. It's just like yeah. it, it's always we think about the transaction. But it's not the it's not the transaction. It's the connection, right? It's the, it's you connecting with another person. Yeah, it's like uh, if you have customer loyalty to any brand. It's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nowadays, it is not the quality that you. Um, I, how can I say this? Nowadays, the shift has gone from quality to connection because mm-hmm, it used to be like oh yeah i need the best thing i need the this or i need the that and like it has to be top quality here and nowadays it's like do i believe in this company is why most customer loyalty exists now right because uh, you know any android is probably much better than an apple phone but you know <laughs> i would i would never buy an android <laughs> and i'm over here like android is the way for me because it's intuitive for me <laughs> I'm like I'm an Apple girl. I have, you know, I have my iWatch. I have my iPhone. I have my i. My son has his iPad. <laughs> I have my Mac. Like I don't want anything to do with Android. I don't care how good it is. <laughs> it, it, it's like I, I could come up with some very logical reasons why you should take Android, and you'd just be like, no, I like Apple, and just like doesn't matter, doesn't matter, and. To me, this is just a funny example because right. it's the classic Android versus Apple. But it's like it applies in so many other areas so of life. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 companies have have discovered how to that sticky point, like how to build that brand loyalty. And like you said, they're doing really good jobs at that. Um, and they 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 have this kind of inbuilt algorithm of you if you having these certain experiences when you're interacting with their products um and it just go it, it's just like you're just like hooked yeah. <laughs> like, samsung who <laughs> like, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and, you know my son son's a gamer he he he's uh you know he's 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 uh, a ps ps4 ps5 person and he, and when someone says xbox he's like i'm not having this conversation with you <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is over <laughs> where i grew up and my parents were so against having consoles in the house i was just like can i play a video game i don't care what it is like, <laughs> <laughs> go to friends houses and 
They're like, yeah, I don't care what you have. Just let me add it. Yeah, he, he's just like the conversation. Like you can just see the disappointment in his eyes when someone says anything about it. <laughs> he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and hopefully he's like, we can still be friends. Right, we, we but I just play don't, together right, until you, don't until you convert to the true console. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, it, like you said, it's, it's the silliest thing. Like it's, I, I, it's the silliest thing. But these these companies have done a great job right. of just building in that brand loyalty where people aren't looking for the newest, the best, the, you know, with the, with the best features. They're looking for, oh, is it, an, it is it a PS4? Is it an Apple, right? Because if it's not a PlayStation, if, if Sony didn't make it, then I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. It, it's like there's this video game that I've more or less been following and who knows when the release date is on it actually, but there's a lot of speculation going around the internet. It's like, is this going to be on the PS5 or is it only going to be on Xbox or vice versa? I don't, that is how uneducated I am on consoles. <laughs> I don't know which one they think it's going on. <laughs> and I'm just over here like, as long as it's on PC, I don't care. <laughs> right, and, and, and there's that elite group of PC people too. And my son's like, I want to build my own PC. It's going to cost me $2,000. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Well, at the same time, um, I'll, I'll use this as a segue. Uh, I always talk about vision boards in these mm-hmm. episodes. And one thing I've learned about with kids and vision boards, it's like, yeah, sure, you can do that. But I am not providing the means. You right. are figuring it out. Yes, I tell my son because uh, my son's a really good manifester. Like he, he, you know, he puts things on his board. Or he tells people things. Like this year, he wanted a hoverboard. He got two. Like uh, so, wow. of course, somebody had to send one back. And it happens all the time. Like he'll want this one certain thing, and he won't even. He may tell you, but he won't even tell you. Like, oh, I gotta have it. He'll just kind of mention it, and then people, people will buy it for him. And <laughs> like, kind of reminds me of like, how, how I got my D and D books. <laughs> right? Like, how do you do that? Like, I can't do that. <laughs> no one cares if I casually say I want a Mercedes Benz or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't want a Mercedes Benz, but it, you know, that was just kind of like the far left example. Like, if I he just casually mentions things, and then two or three people will buy him the, like the same thing and we're like returning things in secret not telling to not tell don't tell the other person that they that you they bought you this. yeah so you can tumble <laughs> them. thank you so much i'm so enjoying my <laughs> not the one you got me i'm enjoying my <laughs> so yeah i i definitely believe in vision boards and, and you know setting intentions um even with jobs, setting intent, set your intention. I yeah. want to work for this company. I would love to to, to land or secure it by this date. Um, this is how much I'm going to be making. This is the role I'm going to be in. Write it out, read it every day, recite it, and just really get excited and pumped up about it. And everything that you do is in the direction of that. Yeah. And I, I love how this ties into the conversation we had today. So the vision board success I have to share today is go on a great date. 
and, and the funny thing is, is I just take from number one until whatever episode number this is. I, I don't pick and choose. It's just literally the order that these get scheduled in. And so it's like, we talked a lot about dating. Yeah. And, and here. <laughs> you, 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 in your great intention of just writing it down, you know, the Bible says, write the vision, make it play. You know, you just wrote it down in, 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 in that, that conversation organically manifested. So that's just like, awesome. Yeah. Right. And so for, uh, this one, I got put it on my vision board July 13th of 2018 and took it off a little bit more than a month later, August 22nd, 2018. And for me at the time, um, I'd actually just gotten off this service mission I'd gone and done. And so I was like, okay, let's change my focus from service, 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 teaching people the gospel to start a family. And for, for me, because while you're a missionary, you're not focused on that. I was like, let's change my focus, put a date on the vision board. Yes, right. that is a good way to get started. And it worked because the, that was the first date of many that I had from that point on. And different people, and we talked about that earlier, the vetting, listening, talking, yada, yada. Um up until last November, I met my, not, well, I say last November, 2019 November, <laughs> I met my wife and super happy. And it, you could say it started from a thing on a vision board in some ways, yes, in some ways, no, but in any case, it, it was a vision board success I had. Right, right, right. I, yeah, I, I'm actually a vision board facilitator. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I, I used to facilitate these day long uh, vision board intensives, um, and they were awesome. And I, it, and I just haven't really done much much of that lately. But it, it's it's really about you know there's just so much power in in, in setting an intention, writing it down. Um, revisiting it casually, but also letting it all go after that, like and yeah. just going on with your life. Because when and and I think that's you know I always say you know the secret to my son's manifesting. He's not really like oh I gotta have it, I gotta have it, I gotta have it. He's just like ah, I want the hoverboard, and then he goes on with his life. <laughs> right, but it, you know, and I love this about you that you were able to instill in him that yeah you can get what you want. You just need to set that intention and know exactly what it is. Right, right, right. I'm sure there's more you told him, but to just kind of simplify it down to that, that now he's to the point where he's just like, yep, I can have whatever I want. I just need to know it's going to happen. And it'll right. happen. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I believe that's going to happen. Like you said, I'm not going to pay for a, a rebuilt PC. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like he, he puts that on there and he's just like, somehow or another, I'm going to either get the $2,000 or going to work with someone to build the computer or whatever. Give it to me or gift it to me or, you know, however, um, you know, and he, 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 you know, he's saving towards it, you know, every Christmas or holidays or whatever, he puts a little money towards it. But, you know, he's not really thinking about it in that way. He's just like, kind of like, I'm saving because you know I you know I ha I'm saving, um, so yeah it's it's just really it it comes from I think it just comes from kind of like I set this intention I'm gonna walk it out in faith just kind of, but not really like 
focused and it got to happen, but I'm just going to just kind of walk it out and, and live my life. And I know yeah. that, you know, it, that, you know, kind of, that's kind of what, going back to algorithms is, it's just like, Hey, I, you know, this, I've come in at the, you come in at this point and then there's a ad- desire in, and you just kind of walk it out. You know, if this happens, then you may go here and then you may do that. And then this may have, but you're going to, you know, you're going to end up there. You just kind of, but you're just walking it out. Yeah. And it ties right back to what we were talking about dating, what we were talking about jobs. Like you set the intention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's just a super simple way to boil this whole episode down is just set your intention with getting a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Set the intention and, and, and get, and don't forget that play and clarity piece, right? right. Where you've had that exploration of just like, I sometimes just go on and just type random words into Indeed and just see what pops up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rodeo. (laughs) It's like, they do that at the rodeo? Didn't know they needed that position. Wow. Just start reading job descriptions. I tell people all the time, job descriptions are extremely poor and poorly written because someone in HR who doesn't know anything about the job, never done, never did it a day in their life is like trying to come up with a job description, but you know, read them, see what they say, because you know, sometimes they go even download templates and they're all the same. (laughs) Yeah. There's like HR. I need this. You got one like that. Yeah. I got one like that here. (laughs) So you play and, and, and have fun and, you know, job search can be, uh, it could be a drug, it could be a drug, especially if you're out of work, you know, and I, yeah. I do sympathize and empathize the seriousness of trying to find something quick um, to supplement the income that you may have lost. Um, and you get that, like, that's part of your story so right, right. those listening it's not like Tammy here doesn't there. get it <laughs> <laughs> I've been there believe me I've been there um but it is but it's still having that that kind of lightful playfulness to it because you really aren't going to have that momentum and start getting that traction until you get out of that really heavy energy because <laughs> like, you can't see and you know like I said you ha- you really have your blinders on when you're in that energy and so getting yeah. out of that heavy energy kind of getting more playful ha- having inform- in- interesting conversations with people and setting that intention of I know what I want to do now and I'm going to do it by this day and I'm going to uh, go work for this company the specific company that I want to work for when I wanted to be a case manager, that's where I landed up at. Um, and I didn't have connections at the time, but I just did a whole bunch of informational inter- interviewing and formal interviewing. Um, and people will say, hey, I, you know, I don't think you're a great fit here, but I like you. Go talk to this person, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, well, and I actually had something like that where I was talking with a gentleman and uh, mentoring him. And as I did the follow-up with him, he's like, yeah, like this is super great. I don't feel like I have the time for this right now, but I would hire you like to come work with the company I work with. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Cause like for me, and this is part of my story. I 
the oh there's so many things i could say right now <laughs> but like even knowing how much i know i still have a struggle with selling myself and my services like i was on the zoom call with the gal earlier this week and i'm like so would it be beneficial for you to work with me and she's like yeah this would be great and i'm just like uh, okay this is good but and she's like how much is it and i'm like let me pull up my website because i can't even actually tell you how much i'm worth <laughs> and, and like this is earlier this week so you can get it out or you can remember <laughs> i couldn't get it out <laughs> i'm just like uh yeah i could i could tell you the numbers i do remember the numbers but like i, I can't get them out of my mouth because I, I don't know if i'm actually worth this much and like I wrote the numbers down because at some point I felt like I was worth it. <laughs> right. So you wrote it down, look at the number, rehearse it every day, you know, it, it, it rehearse it before, you, before your calls. <laughs> yeah, it, it, We've all been there. We've all been, I, I definitely have been on a call and I have this number and I'm going to say it and I'm like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it's like, can I write it down? <laughs> But, but like to, to have this guy just say like yeah i like if i was in charge of hiring i'd hire you and i'm just like i have never felt like that for this type of a position like right. sure retail yeah that's one thing or sure working at a food job that's one thing or even doing manual labor chopping down trees each of those different examples i shared earlier of people connections like yeah i can get why someone would just hire me on the spot for that because like i'm able-bodied and can stand on my feet but to where like I could actually bring value to a company in a capacity beyond just my physical strength. Like, and, and like, don't get me wrong. I've like known that I have so much in me, but to have someone tell me that I'm just like, whoa, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that feels really good, but also more different than I've ever really felt. And I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Yeah, we need that validation as people. And, and we, we, you know, we always say, oh, validation is bad. Don't seek it. <laughs> you know, know within yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. Right. Sometimes you just, you need that person who's kind of like, you're truly like, hey, I think you're going to be awesome like this. I would hire you. And then you're like, oh. it's like, It's like your friend that got you started on resume writing. It's like, yeah. maybe you knew you were good at resume writing, but to have someone else say, yeah, you are good at resume writing, do yeah. that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it, it, and I think you said like you really wouldn't have gone down that path had it not been for her and yet we need those people to see and articulate the good within you um and that's and that's what we were talking about when you were like I, you know do I is there a trade-off with companies that's beyond paychecks you need people to see and recognize the good within you um and further help you further to develop that um, and not just get what they can get out of the situation and yeah. say, hey, you know, I paid you. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the conclusion I came to talk with a couple people after this one conversation. It was right. just like, yeah, no, that's, that's not that's not how it is. Like, if that's how it is, then the company going belly up at some point because <laughs> they don't value the people and business is people. Like, it's business. all people. 
Yeah, that's the kind of the full circle conversation. It's always, uh, even, you know, Susie Orman says, you know, people first or whatever. <laughs> she yeah. says. But it's, 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 it really is a people game. And I think if you're looking for a job, uh, if you're looking for a spouse, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, having those people skills and wanting to, because it's part, you know, part of dating is, putting yourself out there right and so wanting to connect with people right wanting to connect with people wanting uh having that desire to like who can i who can i who can i talk to today you know uh mm. and just kind of drumming up those conversations uh with people in your network with using tools like linkedin and and connecting with more and more people yeah. making your world bigger yeah exactly and i like the way that you said um it's a people game because i brought me back to when you said play with it it's like mm-hmm. how many times do you call it a game but you never think about playing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you think about having to play by the tough guy rules or whatever it's like no just play with it like like a little kid just have fun yeah in innocence <laughs> yeah it's like sure there's people out there that are terrible that's not the majority of people yes yes, yes. there's so many people out there that want to help that want to hire and just get creative, play with it. And mm-hmm. I know if I ever get a job again, that I am going to get crystal clear on what exactly I'm looking for because mm-hmm. I frankly am tired of just filling slots in a conveyor belt. Right, all right. And so hopefully this conversation has been really good for the listeners. Uh, Tammy, anything you'd add before we wrap this one up? Oh, go play people. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for being with me, Tammy. And thank you listeners for listening. Remember, you can rewrite your stars. I I really love the conversation I was able to have today with Tammy. And that just her example of coming from that place that was so low in her life to where now she's helping people um, in those situations and anywhere in between there and where she's at today to be able to get to a better place actually it kind of sounds like you're helping people that might even be at a better place than you even right always that's always my job <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's cool that is so cool yeah yeah, yeah. that your skill set you have better than even other people that quote ha- unquote have it better than you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah sky's the limit and remember you can rewrite your stars and bring people on to prove that it's possible with their stories awesome great speaking with you ben yeah thank you tammy real quick before we end this one i realized as i was doing the editing that i totally forgot to ask tammy about where to go so you can figure out more about how to work with her thankfully i've got the link so i'll go ahead and just share that with you So you can go to sixfigureresumes.com and that's the number six figure resumes.com, one word. She's got a free consultation on there, super awesome. Or you can find her on Facebook, again, at Six Figure Resumes or on Instagram at at Six Figure Resume. And again, for those of you looking to work with me or find out more about what I do, be sure to head on over to starlightmentoring.com and check me out there. Again, thank you so much for listening today, and remember you can reach your stars.